Let's do it. Yellow, yellow, yellow. You're listening to the Ordinary Radical Podcast. This is your host, Jonathan Hashi, and... The one and only, Brandon Boatner. Ordinary Radical Podcast is the opposite of biblical living. Feature conversation and Q&As concerning a wide variety of topics to help you to grow as a disciple through the local church, leadership, discipleship mission. What up? How are you today, sir? Haven't seen you in a minute. I know, man. It's been forever. Life's, life's good. Summer is great. Uh, did you do any vacation? Oh, yeah, yeah. We went, to, we went to Texas and saw my family, and that was good. First time since COVID, so that was really good. Man, nice, man. What's in Texas? Uh, I was born and raised in North Texas, so, you know, my daddy's a cow, a cowboy, and, and my mom is a Patsy Cline singer. So they're good people. Oh, good goodness. Did you ride a cattle? Cow? Did I ride a cattle? No. Like bull riding? Yeah. <laughs> I almost went bull riding one time, and it didn't work out, so I didn't do it. That was not your calling. It wasn't my calling. And every horse I've ever ridden, I've been thrown off of, uh... For worse or worse, so not good. I wouldn't. I wouldn't recommend that for me. <laughs> <laughs> but enough about me. What is our question of the day? What are we talking about today, Mister J? So, so real quick. Uh, I guess like you know, a lot of students come to us and they ask. You know, you and I went to get our masters, and you know, obviously we got our doctorates. But you know, sometimes people come and ask us, like, should I go to seminary? Uh, should I go to Bible college? So, you know, I guess like, you know, we're on a trustee now and, you know, we've seen both sides. So I just want to throw that out. Like, you know, people are thinking about seminaries, people thinking about ministry, thinking about should I consider that? Should I go? Yeah. So I guess we can just kind of dive in and talk about that. Yeah. So the, the question is, should I? Uh, and this can be different for everybody, right? It's not a one size fits all uh, thing. Ministry is not that way. Um, and you can learn a lot, uh, in different ways. Like, yeah, I went to seminary, but I, I went to seminary at least in, uh, at the beginning was for counseling. Right. And so a lot of the theology that I learned, I really learned my theology just by opening my Bible and, and studying on my own. Um, and so, yeah, I think it's, it, it's just not a one size fits all, but I'm curious where you're, where you're going to go with this. I mean, I'll be transparent. I think the master's benefit is things that you cannot learn. You can learn hermeneutics, you can learn theology, you can learn the Bible through the church. I think the church should be the champion. Uh, So I think the benefit, real benefit, is Greek and Hebrew. I think those original language of New Testament and Old Testament, you just can't really get that uh, outside of a seminary. I mean, you can, but it'd be really difficult. Yeah. Uh, Do you know what grade I made in Greek and Hebrew? Uh, I don't know. I never had to take Greek or Hebrew. Oh, boy. I think what close to the heels of what happens in the classroom and just in seminary, Bible college, is what happens outside of the classroom. Mm. You know, um, the on-campus experience, it's a friendship you make and so forth. I'm sure, you know, you made some lifelong friends. Uh, there's something about that you're in it together and studying and wrestling through questions of ministry. But I think that experience, you know, I went to Moody for my undergrad and master's, and that I really cherish. I, I mean, it naturally flows out of my sermons. Uh, of the friendship and companionship I've made, I think that's that would be, I would say, somewhat of a benefit in going to Bible college and seminary. Yeah. yeah. Well, let's think about, like, 
you know, let's think about a person that says, should I go and, and kind of examine who they are? Um, because I think seminary is, it's not for everybody. It's really not for everybody. When we look at the Bible, you know, when we think of many of the major leaders, uh, they didn't have a lot of biblical, uh, they didn't have college for sure. Now, we could talk about Paul, and Paul studied under someone, and and uh, there was a, a strong Jewish con- uh, contention of, of of teaching your children the, the Torah and things, and so they knew that, and Jesus well, he is the word of God, but he, he quotes the word of God very often too, and he, and he knew his word. Um, and so there is definitely this idea of teaching, but you don't have to get that in a in an institution. Um, what do you think? Yeah, yeah. So, you know, I mean, one of the legacy pastors who has served at Orchards, you know, he served for 30 years, but he had no education, but people loved him. He was a great pastor. He was a shepherd. And he knew the Bible, you know, and I think that, that, that's going back to you, what you said, Brandon, you know, just about, um, you know, you don't necessarily need to go to seminary to get these Bible education. And and I, you know, my my prayer is that one day, you know, or churches would do so well of equipping and training people that we don't have to send our students to seminary anymore. We don't have to send students to go get Bible college. That's kind of like my goal. I want our churches to do so well. Uh, doing discipleship, yeah, people are so deep in theology and affection for Christ and for the cause of Christ and going advancing the mission. Um, you know uh, that that ought to be the case. You know, um, but but you know, so it, it's kind of funny because you know we we are products of uh, higher education, but at the same time, you know, for me, it's you know, I'm not just trying to play devil's advocate, but you know, consider even going on the mission field and learning. Through that, consider uh, growing in different types of intelligence. You know, it can, uh, there, you know, uh, relational intelligence and cultural intelligence, and uh, as long as you're growing and becoming the, the person that God desires you to be, I think you're you're doing something awesome and something right. Um, I think it was Einstein that says that the moment you you stop learning, you start dying. It's really about just learning and just being the best tool for God that you can be, and if that's college or a seminary or something along those lines you know go after it um but maybe in a time it's 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 being at a specific church and studying under this a, a pastor who's going to take you under their wing you know, you know I, i'm praying that churches would be more faithful you know in studying training equipping you know ephesians 4 12 uh the saints for the work of the ministry uh but but at the same time i'm grateful i'm really thankful uh, i was able to have several years, you know, be able to go, go to Moody, be able to go to Southern Seminary in Louisville, Kentucky, uh, and now serving as a trustee of Midwestern. Um, but but I do see the pros and cons there, um, definitely, you know, for higher education. So although we're saying no one has to go to seminary, and there's fantastic pastors that don't, if you're feeling like God's calling me that in that direction, um, it's kind of like when Jesus was telling people to follow him, and there was people that had excuses. Well, I gotta go bury my dad first, and Jesus is like, "Let the dead bury the dead. Stop making excuses. Do what you know God's calling you to do. If God is indeed calling you to do those things, okay. What what would you say then to someone? You know, they say, "Well, the thing is, I, I would love to go to seminary, but and then there's always gonna be an excuse, right? But I don't have the the time, but I don't have." You know, but I don't have the right relationships. I don't have the whatever a car. 
you know, what do we say to that to that person? Yeah, this is where the the higher education has significantly changed over the past five to ten years. I think one of the things that significantly changed is the online learning community. That's true. So you know, you you yourself experienced this. I think at a doctoral level too. A lot of times, even ten years ago, in order to get a PhD. You know, doctorate of philosophy, you needed to have the on-campus experience. Mm-hmm. The pastors would have to quit their jobs in order to go. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, that's not the case anymore. There's a lot of, you know, and again, this is kind of going into needy, gritty details. But, you know, there's something called a modular program, which there is a pre-class work that you do a lot of work prior to going on campus. You go intensive one week on campus in the writing process and writing projects. And then you go off campus and have the Pulse classroom experience. So it's kind of like a hybrid model of on-campus experience, off-campus experience. Or sometimes today you can get a whole doctorate online. And mm-hmm. you still with the digital content, with websites and cameras, has made it very, very much accessible. But so sometimes when people say, well, I can't go on campus, I'm going to say, well, have you considered an online option, you know? Mm-hmm. That, that that may be my response immediately. Yeah, uh, I you. I mean, I did, I I went in person, but uh, we definitely, at least for my doctorate, I, I definitely did most of that work uh, at, online or at home. And even some of our classes, they were allowed to be uh, on site, and and I was allowed to do them here in St. Louis. So things like that. Uh, it, it's it's changed. If you have an excuse not to go, just remember that you're always going to have an excuse, right? Yeah, you can consider the financial component that that could be a reason not to go, but but again, God has taken care of so much. Like for me too, like I never thought I would ever go to college. In fact, I was a high school dropout. Um, but God had other plans and God has been mm-hmm. so gracious and worked it all out. I mean, you know, so you know, I, I'm thankful. In other words, the financial component I was very concerned. But God has been so faithful, so kind, and taking care of all of that. So, you know, finance could be big, but, you know, it, it shouldn't be a make or break it deal uh, to me. If God has really called you and you want to be equipped, then go to, you know, I think one of the best, you know, schools out there and dedicate your time, you know, just so in order that you can faithfully minister and, and preach the gospel, advance the gospel, going on the mission field, uh, then I was say, by all means, you know, I think even age, some people say I'm too old to go. Mm-hmm. Well, I know folks from my church who's age 15, they're getting their master's. And I think there's huge benefits to that, or whether counseling too, right? Mm-hmm. You know, you and I did counseling background. Some of those things are just hard to learn on your own, right? You know, it's better to learn from people who are experienced, they got the background and expertise in those areas. I think, uh, that's a huge benefit, you know, going to Bible college or seminary or, you know, you know, licensing. You know, I think I think all those are fantastic avenues in order to for you to get trained and go forth. Mm-hmm. And the fact of the matter is, if God is calling you to this, there are just so many benefits. Let's talk about some of those benefits, Jonathan. So it's really a lifelong relationship that you build, you know, and you know, you know, praise be to God, you know, just, you know, God bless the school that the Almighty found it. I met met my wife through that. You know, there you go. Uh, uh, as we began to you know do ministry and so forth, and because we both had a love for that, you know. So yeah, 
so I think seminary has the opportunity to open up your eyes um, and to help you see and, and experience some things. Many people were, were raised in some sort of church, um, but when you go to seminary, especially for us, I don't know about you, like I, I was in almost r- rural area, right? Going into the city was totally different. So that, there's, there's definitely benefits. You, you already pointed to relationships. Um, I've, I built a lot of really great relationships in seminary that have played into you know, who I am as a person. So I, I've just been accessible to different people that I just wouldn't have had in my own church. You know, so many of our listeners, maybe they have a church that's 30 or 40 people, and you probably don't have a seminary teacher that's in that church. Uh, maybe you do, but, but you know, so there is a really neat opportunity to learn from people that, that have different points of views, um, to learn from different um, cultures and things, as we said. So, uh, yeah. Yeah, you know, kind of like one thing I would say discouraging students who are thinking about seminary you know, some people say, unless I go to seminary, I can't be a pastor. And that's not true. I mean, seminaries don't give a license or ordination certificate. That's true, right. There's a lot of people who go to seminary and don't end up becoming a pastor or, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. You know, like, it doesn't mean, but but there's something about that piece of paper that you get. And it shows that educational rigor and theological uh, intensity that you've gone through dedicating your life. Uh, it means something, but it doesn't mean everything that makes you called to ministry. Right. So if you, and I would say to students, if, if you think in order to become a pastor, I need to go through seminary, I would say, well, that's probably not one right motive and second uh, right goal. You know, there's a lot of great pastors out there. Like Charles Spurgeon never had an education. Mm-hmm. Like that became one of the world's greatest, you know, the prince of preacher. Uh, so, so I just encourage people that that's not the case always. Yeah, just one more thing that that, that uh, going to college it forced me to do was just get out of my box. You know, I had there was one assignment that I had, and it was to go tell two people about the saving power of Jesus Christ. And this is in seminary, and the teacher said that for many of their of of his students, this was the very first time they had done it in seminary. Uh, I found that incredibly uh, empowering. You know, having to to go because I had an assignment to get it done, and you know, and I did, and I found two people. I told them about Jesus, and and it created a great uh, response, and you know, so just forcing me to sort of get out of my box because let's be honest, we don't like contention, and we don't like to do uh, things that that don't feel good. But college will make you kind of do those things. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, you talked about uh, that piece of paper. It, we react differently. You and I both react differently even on that because I know in your office, yours is framed and hanging up, right? Of course, the things on my walls are pretty much the office-related and and silliness, but that's just who I am as a person. So, you know, anyway, as we, as we continue to think about this, uh, I've got a question for you. Like, what should people be looking for? in a seminary like is there any criteria are there things that they need to be thinking about or the things to be weary of um let's let's speak towards that end yeah i think there's three levels often and this is not just seminary bible college talk about there's three geographical theological financial or educational let's say so one geographical you know some people can really fit in city life you know for international students who are leaving for me like i left japan and came uh, that's tough. I mean, you know, some people consider state schools. Some people want to like leave home and just not 
be home. I mean, I think that's good, you know? So there's a geographical component. I was like, were you okay with city life? Like it was good for me because I learned a lot to mm-hmm. be independent and learn to be responsible and so forth and education. Uh, second, I think educational, like how much, I mean, like, like Harvard, can you afford to learn on that level? I'm like, if you can't go to Harvard, go for it. But not everybody's level of education can fit that. Does it make sense? Um, and third, I would say the financial component, right? How much can you afford? You want to be $40,000 paying to go to a major uh, school per semester and be in major debt, right? Mm-hmm. Um, some people want to, and they can pay student loan. Um, but yeah, I think debt is a huge component financially, scholarship, so forth. Uh, and I, I see all through those levels and, and say, can you do that? If you can, I would just encourage probably not to do it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, one thing I do want to bring up is not all not all institutions are created equal. So if you're looking for the next step for seminary, just know that you need to study them. You need to study their accreditation. You know, what are they accredited through or are they accredited? Uh, I was doing, I was trying to hire an associate pastor and several people gave me their, their resumes and they went to schools that, that weren't accredited. And some of them are even diploma mills. And a diploma mill is, is something that, you know, the classes are easy. The whole point is to get a piece of paper, uh, and it's not on the up and up. There's, there's no uh, accreditation. And so uh, I don't know if you've experienced those types of things, but not everything is, is created equal. You know what I mean? You know, some colleges are more conservative. Some are more uh, liberal-leaning. Some look at the Bible and consider it the Word of God, and uh, some look at the Bible and consider it to be more of the ideas of men. And that's a big difference. And so I think it's really important to study where you're looking at, study where you want to go. Um, you're a lifelong studier. You got to be. So you got to know the accreditation. You got to know um, financially, is it feasible? You got to know uh, about the, the the place, you know, where are you going to live, those types of things. Um, I will say that, that God does provide a uh, quick story. When I was looking at going to seminary, we I got accepted, and me and my wife, we drove down to uh, Fort Worth, Texas, and in uh, the same day, I walked into a restaurant, they gave me a job. We went to an apartment complex, they got us an apartment, and I got everything settled with the seminary. So God provided all of that in one day. I woke up that morning like, you know, worried and with anxiety, and I went to bed just knowing that God's providence is real. That's the thing when it comes to education and all this. God provides what you need. You know, do you need a seminary? Maybe. Do you need uh, a college? Maybe. Or maybe God calls you to a technical school, or maybe God calls you somewhere else to work underneath someone. Some of your churches have just really great, great leaders, uh, and you need a a strong discipleship program uh, and those types of things as well. So, so again, you know, going back to the question, should I consider going to seminary? I would say kind of yes and kind of no, but, you know, um, like, and again, we're being transparent, you know, about this whole conversation, um, you know, not trying to play the devil's advocate or anything, but, you know, I just think you need to pray, pray about it and, you know, which seminary, think geographically, educationally, financial components of layers and, uh, and I think the Lord will reveal, you know, we can have on our show notes, what are some great seminaries that are out there? I think you can look it up as well online that are good and theologically faithful and educationally has rigorous, great 
reputations out there. We'll, we'll share that on our show notes. Uh, so yeah, so should I consider seminary? Yes and no, I think. Uh, we just want to be transparent about that. So thank you for those who are listening. Again, if you like our uh, episode here, you can go on our website and find the other episodes. Uh, this is episode number 26. That's crazy. We've passed, uh, you know, you know, 25, you know, so we hope to consider to, you know, provide more episodes like this to help you in your leadership and discipleship and mission and for the cause of Christ, for his glory. Uh, so, yeah, uh, if you, you know, want to follow us on Twitter, you know, twitter.com slash Jonathan Hayashi and likewise with Brandon Bultner and uh, give us a five-star review on iTunes and hope to hear you guys soon again. Lord bless you. Take care. Ciao. Bye now.